This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into another edition of the Gig'em 24-7 podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined again by Brian Peroni. Brian, how's it going? Oh, it's going well, man. Got uh, a big weekend under uh, under our belts here. So now just uh, sort of turn into high school spring ball. Yeah, so A&M had their spring game this weekend. Um, had a big visitor visitor group in town, which we will definitely get on. And then a, a commitment as well, just like, just like we all thought coming out of the weekend. Um, so we'll, <laughs> we'll have that. But um, got to start with the spring game. Uh, Brian, you warned everybody before before the podcast got going or before before the spring game got going. Um, and it kind of played out that way. I and him had a lot of guys out. Um, was kind of an uneven performance, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um for me, it was it was just the consistency that was that was really lacking, but that was to be expected. Um, you know, the list of injuries is is kind of lengthy on both sides of the ball. Guys like Chapman's out, um, Gabriel Brown Lodindi, Deuce Harmon, Donald Harris, McKinley Jackson, um, didn't have Jake Johnson, Antonio Johnson, LJ Johnson, Shamar Turner, and then you you also don't have Bryce Foster or Devon Achain. So I didn't take too much away um just for those for those reasons, but but what did you kind of make of everything? No, I mean I told everybody on the last podcast and I said it on the boards all week. I was like, this is not going to look anything like the product that hits the field in the fall. <laughs> and well, A&M fans better hope that's the case because yeah, yeah like you said, the offense, um, I mean, I don't want to mince words, just was not good. Uh, drop passes, bad passes. The quarterbacks had their struggles for sure. But here's the deal. Max Johnson has proven himself in the sec. He started for LSU for a season. He beat A&M. Uh, and then, you know, Haynes King obviously is not proven, but he's won a quarterback battle already once in his career. So, you know, you know that he can do it. And then Connor Wigman, I mean, this was his first time in front of any fans. So, you know, it's tough for him to just be thrown in there. So I'm honestly not worried about the quarterbacks. You know, some other positions may be uh, more concerning, but quarterbacks, you know, it's whatever. You know those guys. I mean, sheer odds say one will step up and, and be good, and that's really all you need. But for A&M, I mean, they got to hope all three guys are, you know, SEC quality, you know, at least by conference schedule. It may take a while with Wigman. But, yeah, not not too concerned about that, especially with all the injuries. I mean, who was the star of the spring game? Avery Hughes. Avery I don't think Hughes. most A&M fans even, you know, knew he existed. You know, a walk-on guy. He had two interceptions. I would have given him three. I would have said that the fumble was an interception that he stole from uh, from Jalen Preston. But uh, but yeah, and then he had a pick six. I mean, when a guy like that is is the star of the game, you know, it's once again nothing against him, but it it's not you know indicative of what you're going to see in the fall. 
Yeah, for me, I mean, the interceptions, you obviously want to take care of the ball better. Multiple interceptions on, on both sides was was kind of the one thing for me. And and I guess just the one thing that, that really needs to get cleaned up because it was kind of a recurring problem going back to last year was was the receiver drops. And and that's that's really, I think, the one thing heading into fall camp has to be the point of emphasis. I mean, there were bright spots for sure. Evan Stewart, this was his first spring game and, and really playing in front of fans and, and yeah he he's, uh, he's he's really good i mean yeah really he was good. a five star and, uh for a reason it, it looks like and it's it's a great sign for the for you you know for brain and fans for for jimbo fisher and the, and the rest of the offense that he's been able to step right in and um really produce i think led the team in catches yesterday so or on saturday so um you know a big day for him i thought amari daniels showed a little bit as well um, and then on the other side of the ball, uh, Tanmisha Adelaide um, had a strong showing as well, really getting getting pressure. And, and those were a few guys that, that kind of stood out. Uh, talk, talking about that side of the ball, yeah, Tanmisha had a, had a great game. And he's a guy that, you know, I think we've seen all, uh, all spring that people are excited about. And I know Tarpley has written some things about him being, you know, sort of a breakout star for A&M. But how about uh, freshman Anthony Lucas? Now, yeah. he has had his ups and downs in the spring. You and I saw him in that first week, and, you know, he looked lost. He looked like a true freshman that had enrolled early. But uh, had a great game, really showed some quickness off the edge. And I think we've tried to tell people all spring that despite the fact he's listed at 275, he's not really that big a guy he's tall but he's still pretty skinny and he showed that uh that quickness you know i think people were a little surprised they were thinking they were going to see a defensive tackle but there's a reason that uh a&m was talking to recruits about anthony lucas potentially standing up at times i mean he's just really athletic and you know in a class with four or five star defensive line signees you know he's got a chance to be up there with them yeah, he's a guy that was uh, was obviously right on the cusp of, of being a five star himself, and and um, I think twenty four seven sports had him as a five star, but I yeah, he wasn't did, a, yeah. A, a composite five star. But I know, uh, you know, we know A and M loved him, Notre Dame, Alabama, all these other teams were after him for a reason. Yeah, and just the versatility, and you know that he showed. I mean, he's he's still a guy that can add to his frame, and and you know when you when you talk about the depth that A and M has at, at the defensive line. He's a guy that can move around a little bit, and and that's going to be really important when you're when you're you're trying to get all these guys on the field, and you know it just it kind of speaks to that that exciting future that A and M has along the defensive line. They don't they don't even have guys like Walter Nolan and Shamar Stewart in the fold yet, and even um, LT Overton, who who's obviously reclassified into the twenty twenty two class. There's just there's there's so much depth along that defensive line, and and a guy like Anthony Lucas is going to benefit from the spring and, and even a guy like Ish Harris, um, you know, another one that maybe took a little bit to get going and, and has found his footing late in the spring. Um, there's a lot of excitement. Yeah, he was him. one of the leading tacklers. He had uh, yeah. seven yeah. tackles at, at linebacker, which is a little surprising because that's another guy that you and I saw that first week that yeah. he may have looked more lost than, than Anthony Lucas did. But, you know, I think in the middle of spring, sort of a, just, it just, the switch turned on for him. Yeah, and I and speaking to some people around him, I mean, it, he he kind of admitted that you know the first couple of of practices um, things move fast, and that's natural when you're getting adjusted into college. That's also the benefit of of coming in during the spring is you get 15 practices to get adjusted and get assimilated to workouts and all that. And 
and he's a guy that really took advantage of it and you know he's put himself in a good in a good position heading into the fall um and even even a guy like Denver Harris kind of showed what he could do on the outside obviously another five star and um didn't get his head around on on one on one play in the corner of the end zone but I thought really showed that you know he has a chance to contribute as well yeah uh and then uh Bryce Anderson I, he had a yeah. A couple pass breakups at safety. So, I mean, th- there are a lot of uh, silver linings to see from the game. I know most people left it thinking, you know, oh, that's that's going to be bad. Yeah. But once again, we told people that that was going to happen, that they were going to, you know, maybe be a little disappointed when they yeah. tuned in. Uh, yeah. And that's what happened. You know, I, I thought the quarterbacks may have been a little better. I don't think any of the three actually completed 50% of their passes, but the drops go into that as well. But offensive line and defensive line were missing so many people that it just wasn't going to look like the fall was going to look. So you got to take the Evan Stewart's, the Anthony Lucas's, uh, you know, the, the Bryce Anderson's and, you know, even, uh, you know, Mari Daniels, you know, who's a bit of a veteran now, you know, those kind of things you got to take that, Hey, you know, there are some bright spots there. Yeah, and I think to the other point, you know, just just looking at the comments coming out of the spring game, one of the one of the questions was, well, why did AM throw it so much if it was windy? And I think Jimbo Fisher kind of came in with an idea of what he wanted to get done. And and when you listen to him in the post game press conference, thought he brought up a no, notable point that you don't really want to be running guys into the middle of the pile over and over and over again in a spring game because that's how you know ankles get turned and and things like that. And so it's only natural you're going to throw the ball around and, and try to work on areas. It's a practice at the end of the day. And so, um, you know, they came in with things that they wanted to work on and maybe didn't get everything accomplished, but, um, you know, they're going to get a full roster together this summer and and kind of let this quarterback battle take shape. I don't think anybody really separated themselves, to be honest, and uh, between Max Johnson, Haynes King, and, and Cotter Wigman, not that anyone was, was really expected to in a spring game. and. And so I think going forward, that's going to kind of be the focus heading into fall camp is is which guy can kind of protect the ball the best um, and go from there. Yeah, you had mentioned, you know, A&M sort of wanting to do things. I mean, it was just funny. You had Anaya Smith back there in a yellow jersey who can't yeah. be touched, and yet they <laughs> run a dive with him up the middle. I mean, you know, that's not a play that – I mean, unless your line just blows away the – D-line of linebackers, I mean, that's going to go for zero every time since all they have to do is touch them. But then, you know, at the end of the game, and it looked like Maroon had it won, they came out and they threw four different times instead of just kneeling the ball out. So, yeah, I mean, Fisher wanted to see what the team could do, and passing is has been the issue for the last couple of years, just no downfield passing game. So, hey, why not just uh, keep doing that? And it's not there yet, but I mean, Evan Stewart, I forget who it was that was on him. I think it was a walk on, but just his catch down the sideline that he was able to uh, go up and get that he, you know, he went back and threw the defender to catch that. I mean, you see that and that looks like a veteran move. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, gives you some hope going into the season for a little downfield action. Yeah. And that, that's one of those things. And, and you even heard Fisher talk about in the postgame press conference that they need to push the ball down the field more. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, it's, we'll see what happens during the regular season when, when, you know, you've, you're kind of game planning and scheming for different opponents, but it's something that's clearly a point of emphasis and has, has been all spring. And to your point about Evan Stewart, um, you know, 
he's he's got tremendous body control and can really adjust to the ball and 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 make difficult catches it's not just you know that he's got great speed it's 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 just the way he he controls his body and and can make those tough catches along the sideline so i mean it's going to be interesting to see once we get to the fall and and go from there um it was also a big recruiting weekend and we're gonna we're gonna touch on that after the break um we're gonna take a quick break and and come back and and talk about the big visitor weekend that a&m had selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is here to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person pos system wherever and whatever you're selling shopify has got you covered shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 15 percent better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back. Um, Brian, got to touch on, uh, on on some news that came up, came across on Monday morning. Uh, Tyler White. Uh, just the name yeah. kind of everybody expected coming out of the weekend to, to pop. No, for sure. Out. A&M, A&M had a ton of five stars on campus this weekend. <laughs> and, you know, naturally they got a five-star commit. Now, that's not a lie because the uh, both yeah. of the major kicking uh, coaches, which is Jamie Cole and Chris Saylor, have him as a five-star <laughs> punter, you know, one of the top three guys in the country. But, you know, I know fans, you know – weren't exactly excited. I think it's maybe one of the fewest viewed commitment threads we've had, but uh, you know, they're going to need a, a punter after Nick Constantine who graduates and you want a guy to sort of get in the pipeline. And uh, he's also a kid that, I mean, he was 10 for 12 on field goals this year, kicked a 55 yarder, has a strong leg on kickoff. So he's a guy that's pretty versatile. So I know fans are probably upset that it's going to hurt the uh, average ranking as they were mad at uh, Machowski this past year for, for hurting that as well. But I mean, it, it's, it's a guy that can definitely help the team. And, you know, I know we saw going back a couple of years, you know, Braden Mann, how valuable he was to A&M. And I mean, I don't know if Tyler White's going to be Braden Mann, but it shows that a punter can have a big, uh, you know, effect on the game. And it was a guy that they obviously 
graded highly. So yeah, five star commitment. We'll give them five stars. Absolutely. Just add to the five star weekend, right? I know last last fall it was kind of five star Fridays. We can kind of start the five star Monday. Yeah, with, with Tyler White. So with these, I mean, he, I've I've heard he's a transcendent punter. He's, 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 he's a transcendent that people, punter. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and just to your point, you know, and it was invited to the All American Bowl, um, and obviously, clearly, a guy that's one of the top punters in the nation. Just looking at at some of the reviews on him, average of 50, 45 yards per punt with a four point eight hang time. Um, obviously, a guy that that Jimbo Fisher and his staff kind of kind of looked at and 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 zeroed in on he's been to campus a couple times already this spring um so you know it's 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 probably not the name everybody expected coming out of the weekend but um you know now they add him to the fold and can and can kind of continue to to build off build on this class he's the fourth commitment joining anthony james johnny bowens and colton thomason as the other commits in the class um and you know there was there was a lot of other big targets and in, in in this weekend, um, John T. Cook, Malik Muhammad, um, Darian Gallette, uh, even uh, you know Anthony Hill made it back for the spring game as well. And then was also, I thought, pretty pretty important getting Javi and Taviano back on campus again. Um, he's a guy that you know I, I think it I think it should be noticed. I I think you and I both agree. A and M is is more in this than maybe people kind of maybe give them credit for. And and you know him coming back twice twice in a short time span kind of speaks to that. He had a, he had, he's had a lot of fun and, and DJ Durkin's made a great impression on him. And, um, you know, I, I really do expect A&M to be in the, in the thick of that race moving into the summer as well. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to actually going to interrupt this for half a second. I just got a message from a source that, uh, Caleb Chapman, A&M wide receiver is in the transfer portal. You know, when he's been healthy, he's been, Really good. Uh, he was a big key to the win over Florida, to not not this past season, but the one ago. But he entered the transfer portal today, and you know, with the young receivers coming in, I guess that's not a huge surprise. But he was injured all spring, so I know people are watching us live, so that's why I broke in. Yeah, you know, on um, that, just you know, that's news there. But okay, Javion Toviano. So he shows up on Thursday. It's a five-star, comes to practice. He's hanging out with Chandavian Bradley, another five-star. He came in from Missouri. Mm-hmm. And then Javion goes back home. He goes to Baylor on Saturday morning, and Texas fans are expecting him in Austin. Instead, he shows uh, back up at AM and he was hanging out with John Tay Cook all weekend. He was hanging out with Anthony Hill and, uh, you know, Muhammad and some of those. Uh, five-star guys um so you know it really uh I mean that that was that was big because you know Tobiano's a stud and also those other cornerbacks Malik Muhammad and then Javon Thomas who was at LSU but who likes A&M a lot I mean if they were able to get those three guys and then Tony Mitchell a five-star from Alabama that was in town so this year's DB crop could look like uh last year's uh, D line, D line one. You know, Jumbo could be like, "Hey, we want all the DBs, and we'll see what happens." But yeah, it was huge that Toviano made it back in. Yeah, and Tony Mitchell too. You know, AM I think continues to to kind of push the right buttons with him. And um, you know, I know it's 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 going to be tough to to get a, a five star cornerback out of out of Alabama, but A and M has put themselves right in the mix there, and he's made no secret that. You know, he's really high on TJ rushing and, you know, has had a great time in a, at A&M and, and, been, back, and been on campus 
multiple times and and as a guy that's I think getting to know others in the class as well. And so, you know, he's he's a guy I think um you know, we'll 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 have back on an official visit probably at some point as well and um I think A&M has put themselves squarely in the mix for him as well and you know, talking with Darian Gallette, I think A&M continues to make a a really good impression on him. Um Alabama's one that's kind of come into the mix as well, but he's been on campus several times and this weekend one of the things he talked about was just this was a good opportunity for him to see to see the AM defense and see how how the linebackers are used. Same thing for Anthony Hill. Um, you know, those those were two guys that were really curious to see just what the defense looked like under DJ Durkin. Would it look the same? How would the linebackers get used? And you know, to see a guy like Terry and Lee have an interception kind of helps in that in that regard. And um so but those were two guys that I think got a really good look at DJ Durkin's defense and, and AM did nothing to hurt themselves this weekend. Uh, no, not at all. I mean, Anthony Hill's a guy that, you know, if I had to uh, pick today, I, I think he's going to AM. And, you know, with, the, with not really having the, you know, five star linebacker type sign in the past couple of years, uh, he's got a, you know, to land him would be huge because, you know, he's a Mike, he can play all over the place, but he's a Mike and, you know, they'll come downhill and can also cover. And that would be huge for him to get him. And he keeps making his way to campus. He knows a bunch of the current players, other recruits. I mean, uh, you know, I talked to Chandavian Bradley after his uh, official or his unofficial visit. He was there Thursday coming in from Missouri and he knows Anthony Hill mentioned him several times as a guy that was, looking at A&M that he had talked to, you know, he mentioned Tony Mitchell. And so it sounds like, again, there's some talk nationally and in the state about guys, you know, playing together and A&M putting together a class, you know, which is what we saw this past year, even though you don't necessarily have the, uh, the vocal leaders like the Bobby Taylor, those guys yet, you do have a lot of them talking about A&M and doing so behind the scenes. You do. And you have guys like, I mean, even even guys like Jonte Cook and Malik Muhammad are close, and and you know those two guys have certainly have have grown up together and and taken a lot of visits together, and so you know you've got kind of them talking potentially about playing together, and um, you know and and that's I think Jonte Cook was another big one this weekend. When you look at Evan Stewart for 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 Evan Stewart to have a pretty big day was really important because talking to Jonte Cook heading into the week, one of the things he said was if they can get Evan Stewart the ball, that'll help kind of build his trust that if he were to get on campus, they'd be able to get him the ball as well. So, um, you know, for Evan Stewart to have a big day, I think helps with him. He's he's really high on Texas, and, and you know, that's going to be a battle that I think kind of goes on into the summer between Texas and Texas A&M. Um, but, you know, Evan Stewart having a big day can't can't hurt in that regard either. Oh, no. I mean, Evan Stewart was a guy that was concerned about the offense and they had to allay some of those concerns. Jonte Cook, uh, the class after, is concerned about the offense and they have to allay those concerns. And you're having, you know, Evan Stewart help. And then another five star, Micah Hudson, just, you know, made it to campus on Sunday because he couldn't on Saturday. So these receivers are interested. And yeah, the offense hasn't shown that downfield. Uh, threat the past couple of years, but I think they're seeing what's coming in. So Evan Stewart should help a ton. And then, you know, if Chris Marshall is able to live up to some potential early, that'll help too, is seeing both those, you know, sort of receivers with di- different skill sets, but 
both being incredibly athletic, if they can go do these things early, I think it'll help land uh, receivers, which is, you know, obviously a position of need uh, for A&M, even with the, the guys they just brought in. Yeah, and I, know, I think this was also this was also kind of an intriguing weekend along the offensive line. You obviously had Nigeria Harris in town as well on his official visit, um, and a couple of new offers went out to, to Tyree Adams and and Connor Stroh. I know you spoke to to Tyree Adams, and 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 I connected with Connor Stroh. This was a big one for for Connor Stroh, and I think, um, like I mentioned on the board, if if A and M were to push there, I think they would they'd be they make things really, really interesting. Um, Texas has obviously built a good relationship. Arkansas has as well. Um, but, you know, coming from a family of Aggies, if Fane and were to push, I think, I think they'd be in a, in a, in a really good spot. Um, just, just based on the, on the history he has and, and, and interest he's shown even before, before getting an offer. And Tyree Adams is another guy that even going back to the, the spring, I, I kind of saw him in, in February and he was wearing an A&M jacket and mentioned he was really interested in A&M and, and really high on, on the Aggies and looking to, looking to make a visit this spring. And so seeing him get an offer, um, I, think, I think A&M is, is, is certainly one that can be a player there as well. No, oh, yeah. And then Caden Jones from New Orleans was yep. back in town this weekend. You know, his uncle, Marcus Jasmine, was a defensive lineman at A&M in the uh, early 2000s. He started along the defensive line with my brother. Um but I think the offensive line, they got Colton Thomason committed. There are, you know, some national guys like Samson Akunlala and, you know, guys like that that would be for sure takes. But, you know, AM might have some decisions to make, and I could see them trying to get some of these guys in camp. Usually you don't see the four stars want to camp, but AM has sort of made it, you know, not just okay, but, you know, a camp that kids want to go to and want to compete against the best because they'll bring all the top – O lineman and D lineman in the same day and get them to go against each other. So AM could get a lot of these guys in a camp. And I think then, you know, maybe say, hey, who do we want for sure? Who's the top targets here? Who's the top targets there? Because they need some pure tackles. And and so that'll help them show. Because another kid that was offered, Naquil Bertrand from Philadelphia, Colorado commit, he was in town throughout most of the middle of the week. He had to leave before the game. But you know, another big kid that was an offer, you know, but that's a guy they could uh, get get for camp as well. So, and then uh, from Melissa, Trevor Goosby is another one they're looking at. No offer yet, but, you know, a camp eval. So the camps are going to be really interesting this summer when it comes off into line. And that's a guy that you mentioned, Cam. See, I talked to him and we'll have a story come from him later this week. A&M talked with him about coming back for a camp and and it sounds like he's he's really interested in doing that and and it's kind of a guy that you know Oklahoma's evaluating Texas evaluating and Texas A&M is evaluating as a tackle prospect and so um you know the feedback he got this weekend was they really liked his film just kind of want to work with him during a camp and 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 see how how he goes through a practice how how he moves um and I think those one-on-one reps would be Big, big for him. Um, he's a guy that I, I got a chance to see um, last month and and looked really impressive, actually, going against one of his teammates, Nigel Smith, who was also in town this weekend, and, and the two of them kind of split reps as well. And so, um, you know, he's a guy that I think is is kind of an intriguing tackle prospect to watch as this as this summer rolls along that could emerge as a, as a target kind of through the summer and fall as, as he goes through camp seasons. But 
Um, probably a guy that's going to need to go to camp, and and I think he understands that and is, is completely okay with that. And to your point, I think there might be some guys that, that are brought in on camps, and it's going to be really fascinating to kind of see how this offensive line class shape, shapes out. You know, Isaiah Robinson is another guy that um, a lot of the big in-state programs are looking at. That, that could Yeah, Adazio has reached out to him recently. He's another yep. guy that, you know, they're planning to make uh, an unofficial visit to A&M at some time. And it'll be interesting if he decides to camp as well. Exactly. So there's just a lot of guys that to see this this class, I think, you know, A&M for them is to, the key is to find a couple tackles in this class and and really beef up and, and shore up that side of things. They've They've got a lot of interior guys, but but finding guys that can play on the outside, I think, is is the biggest thing. But you know, and it's gonna we're about to hit the uh, the spring eval season. The coaches will be heading back out on the road, and um, you know, it is, it, there'll probably be some new offers going out as well. Yeah, and then uh, we talked about it last podcast. There hadn't really been anything big happen there, but quarterback is another thing that yeah. camp is going to be a big deal and. Wouldn't surprise me to see Austin Novosad, uh, the Baylor commit from Drooping Springs, uh, if he comes in a camp. He camped last summer, had a great showing, but they had already sort of zeroed in on Eli Holstein. But he comes from an Aggie family and recently took an unofficial, and so I think he'll be back. And, you know, I think if I had to bet right now, you know, put some money on it, he would be the odds-on favorite to be the quarterback in this class. So I think he'll probably come to camp and throw, and, you know, there's a chance he could end up as – as the guy and you know he's a high three star but i think he's one of those that has a chance to keep rising and rising he had a great showing at elite 11 got an invite to the finals there so uh really good player and you know they'll probably bring in some other qbs as well so it'll be interesting yeah no 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 doubt he's kind of the guy that i think we've we've both kind of circled as as a guy in this class and, you know, A&M will probably keep trying for, for Eli Holstein and, and can't ever rule him out as well. But um, I'm with you. I think Austin Novosad is, is kind of the guy that, that, that ends up, I think, filling, filling that spot at, at the quarterback position for A&M in this class. Well, I, wait though. I, I guess we did forget one guy. Yeah. Now we were supposed to take it with a, was it a bucket of salt? Bucket of salt, the I think. The fact that uh, – oh, you were out of town last weekend. You, or last week, you missed uh, – somebody oh. said they heard from uh, Arch Manning's girlfriend's mom's <laughs> brother's uncle that Arch Manning was leaning towards A&M. So that'll be interesting once A&M lands yeah. the top four in the country. So, well, so yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention him. A&M may make him throw. You know, I don't know if they're yeah. convinced that he's, he's the guy. To but we'll point, see. I mean, to – to your point in the buzz, like I, I was talking with somebody this morning and said, you know, A&M got a commitment and somebody said, oh, is it Arch Manning? <laughs> <laughs> so to your point, the, you know, you know, to bucket of salt, grain of salt, however. Sorry, I, up, and I don't, know. I'm not making fun of the person that posted that. I mean, when people hear things, go post it. But yeah. um, I would be a little surprised yeah. if Arch Manning ended up. A&M is not really, yeah, there's, they haven't really, you know, been mentioned as a school that's kind of that's kind of in the mix there and so at you know, all we, like we to, literally to that's the first yeah. mention is <laughs> his girlfriend's mom saying that he's I, gonna be an aggie so i did see that while i was out um i saw something pop up on twitter about arch manning and i i thought oh thanks oh yeah we made message board geniuses so that, was, yeah, that may have been a first i, I don't know if we made, made it on board before. once you make it on board geniuses right you're you're you yes. didn't i think i a and M's made a couple of appearances on there the last month or so. So 
I know, no, but we, our board has usually been been usually been spared. It's usually <laughs> another board that's known for some wild takes. So we got on there this time. I would I would have thought they would have been on earlier. So uh, you know they've 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 there's there's clearly somebody who's got eyes on on the A and M board that's on <laughs> yes. board geniuses that everybody's I mean they're everybody's concerned about AM. Anim's the villain. I don't know if you heard that too. You were gone <laughs> last week. So Anim's oh, a yeah. villain now, so everybody's everybody's keeping an eye. Yeah, everybody's even everybody's keeping a close eye for for anything that the, that can that can end up on on message board geniuses. Uh, oh, I so on my tweet today about Tyler White committing the first response. Oh no, it wasn't my tweet. It's the All American Bowl. So he's yeah. he's uh, selected to play in the All American Bowl, and they tweeted congrats. And somebody just responded with a whole bunch of dollar signs. And like <laughs> once again, Tyler White's a great player. But I don't know who's writing the NIL checks uh, for for a punter. I just I don't know if that's happening. But you know, it's the villain. People just accusing accusing A and M of everything. So dollar yeah, signs I mean, after that. We, we got to come up with you know he he's got a um, he's got to get a, an NIL deal for for something. Maybe maybe there's something with with punching or kicking that we got to get those guys some love. <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. He'll play <laughs> baseball too. So man, he could be a he could be a star in both places. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so with, with that, I think we're we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Um, thanks again. Sorry, for Ty, hold on, Tyler White. If you're listening to this, yeah, we. I'm sorry, we're not talking trash about you at all. I don't want you to think that. Like you are an elite punter. It's just you know, fans going into a five star weekend. They they thought. You know, when they heard maybe something was happening that they you know it was going to be JV and Tobian or Malik Muhammad, you know, players that get a little more attention. Yeah. But they're excited about you. I promise they are. They they will be roaring the first time you rip off a sixty yard punt in a game. I can promise you. I can promise you that the moment you flip field position, um, you will you will spark a discussion for days on flipping field position and the importance of special teams. So um, that that will for sure happen. Um, so with that, um, we're going, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, be sure to give us a like, um, on Spotify. We're on Spotify, um, iTunes podcast, Stitcher, anywhere. Um, we're on all those. So be sure to give us a like, um, and we'll, we'll see you next week. Hey, can I use a phrase that I've always wanted to say? I see it on Saturday Night Live. I'm going to say smash that subscribe button. I don't really know what that means, but I'm going to tell people to do it. Yep, smash that subscribe button. And, there we uh, go. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 